You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market, and Vortex Canada, the force of optics. Hey everybody, welcome back. Episode 105 of the Union 0430 um, Light Crew. I'm back, missed last week, and that was an awesome show. Phil, you missed last week as well. Yeah. So both of us um, actually... It was a gooder. It was a gooder. Um, apparently there may be a ghost in this house. Oh, no, never mind. I heard a door open and then I couldn't see anybody. Um, so, yeah. Um, it was a gooder. I really liked it. And I think, uh, Dave, I know you brought it up, but I think Sean Weaver needs to come back on because he sort of kind of hinted at a couple things that I'd really, really like to know his opinion on. So I think he really needs to come back. So we definitely got to pick, got to pick, uh, pick at him and get him back onto the show. So uh, at least Philly and I can, uh, throw some questions at him, but, um, like crew, uh ryan is isn't feeling well merc is getting ready for his move across canada so you're stuck with uh dave and and philly and i uh but you know what we're just going to do a, a little bullshit session tonight and and try and clear up some things and, and get some stuff off the off the the desk of, of things that we've been wanting to talk about for i, I a believe while, the so. correct term is hockey sock a hockey sock worth of topics that we want to talk about um so first off the heat that's happening right now down in the states and i know it's getting pretty hot up in ontario too but i just noticed so so we're at what is this thursday right thursday the 21st so the show will go out on monday the 25th um just read bobby bobby hayes from ducklander calls and he sent me a picture actually showing me his thermostat on his back deck, 105 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's, that's in the mid forties, I believe. Right. That's somewhere in the room. That's nuts. And he's saying that all the crop is getting burnt up right now. There's no rain and no rain in the forecast. Yeah. Straight drought. And it's been no better here in, in Durham region. Um, We had, we had a half decent, half decent downpour a couple of days ago mm-hmm. whatever it was and then, like there was supposed to be like that big rage in the storm to blow through was it last night dave last yeah. night yeah and i was actually like i never like i, I religiously checked the weather but i don't i'm not big into like watching like the map and seeing where the clouds and shit go but i actually checked it last night i'm like yeah totally skating right around my place i'm like it could have used a little water on the grass like come on dave you guys were under like a bit of a tornado warning and everything right yeah, we've been getting those like pretty constantly every single year now. Really? Um, and even last year, like there was there was a couple tornadoes last year, and I actually drove by like a couple hours after one of them went through last year, and it's they're pretty devastating. I'm very surprised at it. Like, holy oh, shit! We, we had the one that blew through here. Well, I guess about two months ago now. Yeah. And, like Oxbridge got hammered. Yeah. And like we lost our like we were at the trailer you know, obviously for the weekend. You know where there's no tornadoes. Newfoundland. <laughs> no tornadoes in Newfoundland. No, no. 
every if, day in a week it's 80 90 kilometer hour winds but no tornado doesn't no. get any higher or uh, any lower. <laughs> that, that, that wind only blows straight you don't swirl <laughs> yeah but, yeah exactly but talking about the heat do you guys think that this heat is a little bit later like shifted the summer's kind of shifted compared to other years see i've been stuck in the house so i don't know but yeah so it- a couple years ago in kingston i don't know about what it was uh other parts of Ontario and North America, but I'm going to say it was probably, I'll say three or four years ago, we had a drought. Like it was a drought, like the, the corn grow. Um, there was no water in any of the back in like in the backwater spots, like the low water where the ducks were like, there was no water and it was a horrible year on ducks because they just, they just pass over. There was nowhere for them to the roost around here. So, um, or around where, where I live. Right. So I don't know. And again, I'm not in, in Ontario right now, so I don't know what's happening. Uh, so I'm, I'm getting a little bit concerned. So last year was the firefighters breakfast or last week, sorry, was a firefighters breakfast. And, um, Oh, you have one of those every day. Yeah. That, that's for full time. I'm just volunteered. Yeah, but no, this is like the one to raise funds, right? Mm-hmm. And there were got, and I'm looking at it like we're in July, and I'm seeing pictures, and people are wearing sweaters and stuff, right? Mm. Like, I don't know I'm wondering if it shifted, and then I start thinking like, is this going to affect duck season? Like, we won't get the the migrators until later because it's still warm out, right? Mm-hmm. So well, that's that was kind of the a story last year, right? We'll, we'll right. just have to shoot the and, resident birds. Well, there's only one way to tell the difference, so. But yeah, yeah it's told. it's I think it's just gonna shift everything. And I wonder if this is the new the Norm. new normal, right? So that, well, there there has been talk like I don't think it's so much for eastern Ontario and, and sorry to all our listeners, this is gonna be Ontario centric for the next little bit, but um where was I gonna go to this? Something with weather. Yeah. And yeah. Easter, Easter, something about Easter. Oh, anyways, oh, it'll come back yeah. to me. Something about Easter. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> rabbits. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's just like last year. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. So there has been talk, not so much in eastern Ontario, but like down in southern Ontario, like there, there's been talk down there now for a couple years. Why don't we push the start date to the right? because there's no birds around because it's just so warm. Right. And why not push the start date to the right so that it finishes later in January, which is when you're getting those, those, you know, bigger flocks of birds that are starting to migrate down South. Right. So, so maybe, uh, and, and obviously two years isn't enough to make uh, the Canadian wildlife service change their mind, but you know, maybe this is the beginning of seeing a later start to duck season just because of the warmth, right? Yeah. But do you, do you think if they shift the season that they start reducing the season dates? Okay. No, I don't think so because I don't think so because the num- we still have the, the healthy population. We still have the numbers. They're just coming through later. <clears throat> so I think they just extend it. Now for a place like, say... Um, so a place like Kingston, if they were to extend it, it, it would sort of kind of suck because everything is froze up by Christmas, right? Whereas other places, well, 
and, and especially down in Southern Ontario, where it's such big agricultural, well, they still got crop, they still might have areas of, of a food source for the, especially the geese to come through on, right? So I don't know, man, it, it, it's, there's people that get paid a lot more money than what we do uh, that make the, that make those decisions. It's just last year was last year was a struggle. The first two months last year was a struggle to find birds and to get on any numbers of birds, or, or at least they were for me, anyways. So um, yeah, I, I I didn't find especially with the ducks. I didn't have I was shooting a lot of singles and a lot of paired singles, right? Mm-hmm. But no no big flocks were coming in and the only right. time a big flock did come in there was one coot in the flock and i yeah shot the coot shot the coot <laughs> we're gonna we'll start calling, calling you logan logan yeah <laughs> Flo- <laughs> flock or ringnecks come in and i shoot the front one and the magic pellet like like yeah of course got the first one the magic pellet hits a freaking coot i'm chasing it in my kayak going Oh, Jesus Christ. This is embarrassing. <laughs> I hope nobody's watching. Yeah. It could have been a merganser. Could have been a merganser. That's yeah. right. Um, but yeah, so so anybody that's listening, and, and I've got some some things to uh, pass on later about our analytics and stuff that, that I've been reading the last couple of days because I've been bored shitless. Um, but if anybody's listening and if you're noticing or if you're beginning to see a trend or, or if you're worried about something, make a comment on the YouTube page or, or however you're listening on the podcast. Just leave a comment and, and let us know what's happening in your area, right? Because like we've got people now um, from coast to coast to coast that, that's listening um, all around North America. And, and I would really love to, to know what is happening in, in your area and, and if there's any talk of, of changing anything. Um, I, I think it's too early to, to, to well, decide if they're going to change anything. But, but, but they're in like, um, I heard someone talk about someone who's working, looking at hatches and stuff saying, oh, it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. Mm-hmm. That's all well and good for up where they're, they're yeah. hatching up northern Manitoba and all that stuff, but like without the skins. without that weather to push them down this way, right? That's right. Like that's like right. that's the big thing. Like you've got that frost line that kind of dictates a little bit of where they're going, and if we don't get that, we're not going to get those. There could be the greatest hatch ever. We're not going to get those migrating birds as much, right? That's so. a good, really good point. Like we know that there was a healthy hatch this spring. Uh, we know that. Um, everybody's reporting it, not just our contacts, Dave, um, but everybody's reporting it. But if we don't have those cold fronts pushing birds, yeah. you know, you know, maybe, maybe the Dakotas, Minnesota and the Dakotas, maybe they're in for a banger this year. Um, yeah. you know, who, who knows? Yeah. Who knows, man? I, all I know is, is with, with what I'm seeing temperature wise, um, I'm really, really wishing that it was fall right now and that we could skip the month of August and get right into September, but yes. You know I what I like? I agree. The things that I like to hunt after in the fall is days like yesterday where those like big storm, like tornado warnings and wind warnings. And then you go out the next day and like that one stupid bird that, you know, like <laughs> a canvas back all of a sudden shows up where you've never seen one before. Like, yeah. like, Oh, I'm lost. just got yeah, blown in got yeah. blown cinnamon off teal. 
Oh yeah, like oh, ain't, ain't Kansas oh. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Get a cinnamon teal blows in. Oh, yeah, Pinard. Yeah. Um. Ooh. So I did want to. So yeah. So I I kind of alluded to it. So I've been looking at the analytics. Um, which you know is is growing a lot, and and thanks to everybody that's listening, uh, who continue to listen because. The retention numbers are, are amazing. So not only do you just listen to one, you come back and you keep listening. So um, we can't thank you enough for that. But we're, I think, Dave, I sent you, I think over a three, three week span. We're like, and you explained it differently than the way I understood it. So I said it was, I think, 1500 downloads, but you said it was 1500 different people. Yeah. So if you look like, like, it's not, it's not saying you've got, you know, 300 people in 300 downloads in Canada, you've got 300 people in Canada downloaded, like 300 individual devices over the course of the month. Right. Right. And then there's another thing that shows you like the exact number of downloads per episode. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. Cause like some people can download five, 10, 15 episodes. Yeah. All at once. Right. Yeah. So you want, yeah. you want to see the, the membership. Yeah, which, we need to see that. Which, a little embarrassing, we're Canada's number one waterfowl podcast, and uh, the most listeners are from the United States. Yeah. We're international. Hmm. Uh, we're inter... We're, we're international, Davey. Don't, don't piss my cornflakes. Well, we're, even, we're in Europe now. Yep. International. There's... International is the states too, right? If we're outside of Canada, it's international. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So what I, the point I'm trying to make is that we're in Europe, we're in Brazil, we're in New Zealand. Wasn't there like a weird like Puerto Rico or something? <laughs> yeah, I was like, there was a weird one. On that's there. A, that's a Papa, fucking Papa hacker. New Guinea. That's a hacker. Yeah, Papua New Guinea. That that's a, well, that's that's someone that's watching things on the internet. That he's that's someone that's on the dark web and has changed his IP address. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. So we're on to you, Mister Puerto Rico. We know what you're doing, watching smut films and stuff. Oh God! <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, and boy. we're going down that rabbit hole now. Um. No, so it's all good. So um, has there been any more said, not to change the subject, but I'm changing the topic. Um, mm-hmm. Has there been any more said about um, carrying birds across the border due to the avian flu? Haven't heard anything other than other than that initial report that came out saying that um, that the American, it was the Americans, right? That said that they weren't going to allow anybody coming back into the States um, to bring back birds from Canada, right? So after that initial, I haven't heard anything. Mm-hmm. Can you go it, from the states to Canada? It didn't say you couldn't. Yeah. Good point, right? That's that's how I look at it. Yeah, but good point. Yeah, and like the birds aren't going to fly across the border, right? No, 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 so, no. The, right? Those are Canadian birds. Yeah, they don't no, go down they, to the they, states. They hit the border and whoa, pump breaks. <laughs> Where's your passport, buds? Yeah. Do you have, oh. do you have both your shots? Are, are, are you a Canadian goose? <laughs> are you a resident mm-hmm. goose? Yeah, mm. or that. Mm. I bet you there's a lot of people that's uh, Googling how to tell a resident goose. But if you go back to a bunch of episodes, 
and you'll you'll be told how to tell the resident goose we're never repeating that story ever again but no we did talk about it on this show once before um i did want to talk about no i want i wanted to bring that up because like i wonder if that's gonna affect the guide services and the number of americans coming up here or do you think that because of the past two years there's going to be an influx of people because like hey we haven't been able to i think it I think we're going to get more people coming up than making up for lost time. Right. Making up I, I for lost so. time. I don't know. Cause obviously I've only been out West to a guide once. Um, and we brought back all of our birds, but I don't Did think you drive? most. Yeah, we drove. Yeah. You drove when uh, you're inter-Canadian. Yeah. Inter-Canadian. So. We're national. Um, inter-provincial. Inter-provincial. There you go. Mm. Marmalade. Um, but I don't know how many out of country, out of province, out of state people comes back with birds anyways. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, I think a lot, I think people come back with some, I don't think they come back with, like if you're out West for a week, dude, that's a lot of birds you got to bring back with you. Cause you're hitting your limits every day. So, so what do the guide services do with all that meat? Like, every company can't have a Ryan bro to eat it all. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Like, he just crushes the snacks. Well, no, well, I think, he, I think he turns some... the, he turns the goose meat into uh, those chicken balls from the chicken balls yeah. from the Chinese restaurant. That's right. right? Uh, I think like, and I could be way out the lunch when I say this, but I think a lot, I think food banks, can can get it if it's coming from a like a an established guide service that have the the paperwork and the permits and and the industrial kitchen you know to sort of kind of ensure everything is packaged safely and stuff and then i know when we were out west um i said we brought back all hours but we didn't because there was a lady that lived next door who uh who loved it and she had she had sons and she you know she liked making uh like making stuff for them so she took a lot not not a lot i guess but she took a bunch so i don't know maybe maybe they help out people around and it'd be nice if we could do more of that here in ontario right like be be able to donate wild game and Mm -hmm. and whatever and just you know at the end of the day it's people helping people right we we get to go out we we get to you know scratch the itch we get to you know spend the time in the outdoors hunt you know then they, you know, you might be like, say, you know, a single guy or just maybe you and the wife and you shoot a deer. Like, that's a lot of meat. And you may have, like, you know what, like ha- half of this might go to waste or as it is, I already give it out to a bunch of like my friends and stuff. Cause you're legally allowed to, you're allowed yep. to give mm-hmm. it. Um, but like, it'd be nice to see, like, again, go to a good cause, go to these food banks, you know, help, help people in need, even if it gets say repurposed to families and maybe not necessarily used in like say you know a food bank or like you know i guess a soup kitchen and, you and know, that's type of thing where like you, you basically show up and there's it's like a buffet for you you know just make use of it one fashion or another and you see that in the states like i've seen a few videos and, and read some articles on like the the wild boars like they'll they'll shoot a wild boar and then donate it to the yeah. to the food bank or the soup kitchen or whatever and mm-hmm. it's, it's wild pork yeah, it's pork. that's totally it's delicious food. Can we not donate? Like, if if we have all the help 
permits. It'd be good to have Craig Lalanne on, on that because Craig is the food inspection guy. Um, I'm really cur curious on if, if, if some of them, someone had all of the permits and all the I's dotted and T's crossed, would they be able to donate to a food bank? I can't see why not. Like if it can be done in like other provinces and other states, why are we so friggin' different here? Because it's unterrible. Like, That's why. So, so you well, look at like Cobb's bread, right? Like Cobb's oh. bread. So every night, and I'm sure they do this at all their franchises, but in Kingston, at the end of the night, whatever wasn't sold, it all goes down to the food bank. Everything. So, so we have we have one that just opened recently around around the corner from our place, right? Our station. Yeah. And yeah, like getting in the night, things get packaged up. Yeah. It's pro properly, you know donated and whatnot yeah and so and they if make if some Cobb's delicious bread is stuff doing it, yeah they do but if yeah. cobb's bread is doing it i would think that uh you know freaking like yeah. your local butcher like, can why is this so difficult well but but the local butchers don't like when it comes to big game like they don't process deers often right yeah. like our, our local butcher won't take a deer in no no because of the um is it CWD? Um, like they're uh, that chronic like the chronic wasting disease. They gotta like there's some kind of process where they have to like um shut the shut the shop down, clean it all up. Yeah. I don't know it for sure. So like right. but I know there's there's um, some kind of process there that it's like it's not worth it for them to do it for a day. Like obviously it's a little different. Like I'm I'm well, I was moose hunting up in Thunder Bay and we have a butcher and yeah, after hours. They they do the full the full re and re, and they're butchering moose. It's all it's all clean. It's all legit, and like everything gets wrapped and like they they hold on to your tag so it goes with your pile of meat into the freezer. It's like mm -hmm. this is the tag that belongs to this animal and it belongs to this guy. Here's his contact info and the whole night and like they do an amazing job. They flash freeze it so like when we pack up to go home, everything's frozen solid. We divvy up our meat in the coolers and away we go but again it can be done we can put men on the fucking moon we can donate meat come on uh, i don't believe that, that actually happened so shut up Dave. <laughs> here's one you, you said they take your Dave tag was... <laughs> he's like what the fuck yeah. i don't even know what to say yeah <laughs> you two are idiots yeah when he was we're, jumping we're special friends though when he jumped onto the moon for the first time, there was a dust cloud and there's no gravity. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've watched those. Fuck, you probably think the Earth's flat too, eh, fucker? <laughs> well, it hope is. It's not real. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Your anyway. friend, your business partner. Anyways, you you were gonna say something, Dave? Yeah, like when you take big game in to get, um, like when you take Butcher. it to the taxidermist. Mm -hmm. Do you leave your tag with the taxidermist? Well, uh, for, I, never... game, for, mo for moose in Newfoundland, we have to. Even, yeah. even in Newfoundland, so when you bring it home and it's in your freezer, that tag has to be with the meat in your freezer until all the meat is gone. And, mm -hmm. and that's the same like when, when I would get my moose in Newfoundland and then like go back to Ontario or New Brunswick, wherever I was living at the time, when I was traveling, I had to carry the tag, which was weird because then dad didn't have a tag because yeah, there's only if, one tag, right? If there's two of you, 
and obviously one person shoots the animal, but you split the meat. But like, isn't do you that photocopy the... the tag? Like, what do you do? Well, the tags in Newfoundland are metal. Isn't that so, the like, same with like, um, like if you're if you're hunting in a group and like, like say it was the three of us and we we shot a moose and we split the moose into three and like I'm heading to King Carden and Phil's heading to where yeah. he is and you're heading to Kingston like when we split up only one of us has that tag yeah i I think you just have to be able to get a hold of the person that had the tag originally that would make sense i'm pretty sure that's what it is like said tag i never never really uh look into it any more than dad saying hey make sure you take the tag when you travel so that they can't say anything to you if you're a big game hunter comment down below yeah Ooh, like, I like that. Comment like, down. Subscribe. Comment down below. And, I, you know and if you've noticed, Dave's voice is angelic this evening. And Ooh. I would also like to point out that I'm going to say comment down below a lot more because I love the fan interaction lately. Like when they mention mm-hmm. something, when they comment something, like good or bad, mm-hmm. it either helps mm-hmm. us or we learn something. Or yeah. so I love Absolutely. it. So comment down below. Or, it's or even thing. like I said, message message the boys on the Punisher account on either Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But whatever yeah. floats your boat. Catch Phil on OnlyPhils, nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> Hell yeah! All proceeds hey, go to just putting mu- gas in my goddamn truck. He also buys Mus- fishing. Musky, yeah, musky fishing is expensive, so uh, Buddy, help him out me, with some lures. Don't get me started. He's a whore lure. Today, to this this has been a bad year. Yeah. Um, I did bad. want to talk about. Um, so Dave and I recently done episode three of this PMP podcast with with Jeff Goats and we had mentioned that uh the 19th of July being a pretty big day um for us uh and a sh- and I would think for most waterfowlers too especially if, if you're if you listen to us and you like us then I'm assuming you like um you would like to show duck lore which which season two came out on the 19th um first light launched your waterfowl uh lineup that not everything and and i get it um maybe Man, some people were looking for some things they, they're taking some criticism oh they are oh buddy yeah like, they're getting they're getting eaten up a little bit there on on yeah like if, if you guys remember back to when we had paul peterson on mm-hmm. like that was almost two years ago and yeah. they were working on the waterfowl line then mm-hmm. and it took them a year and a half before they started getting people to review it, you know, person like privately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now it's released. Like you got to think that there's more coming. They're just working on it and trying to make yeah. it the best that, you know, like, yeah. Well, Jesus. I've, I've, I think I've there's seen, a bunch. Oh, go ahead, Phil. I, I've, I've seen a lot of the comments and what other been made, like in the, the first light groups and stuff. And, and like at the end of the day, if you don't like what they're putting out, Make your own shit. There you go. You don't you don't fucking like what first light's putting out. Quit your bitching. Either one, buy some some other product, or two, make your own shit. You think you this stuff's so not good, you know better. Make your own shit and make it better. I, I, there's, I think there's my little like angry yeah. soul. I just Fuck think there's some the people that there's some people that are trolls, right? Like they're 100%. just going to complain for the sake. Yeah, of that, that's the problem. That's the problem with Facebook is not enough people are getting their fucking teeth punched in. I, I would like to point out something good though. <laughs> uh, First light hunting. If you go to their page, they just it's been in the works, but they just announced it. 
Um, as the official apparel sponsor of Delta Waterfowl, they're extremely mm-hmm. excited to announce that they've partnered with Delta Waterfowl. Awesome. And this is going to expand. So all along, it's been uh, Camel for Conservation Initiative. So proceeds from certain camel patterns will go towards like, uh, I think one of them was the NDA. And so yeah. this one with Typha now being released, um, a, portion. a portion of their Typha sales yeah. are going to go towards Delta Waterfowl to further their mission of duck production, habitat conservation, habitat conservation, and research dedicated Which to protecting duck breeding. That's huge. Like, that's good. That's huge, man. So can you, can you imagine you're the dude in charge of corporate sponsorship at Delta Waterfowl? That's your job. And then on Monday morning, you got to walk into this month's board meeting and you go, um, I just landed first light and a portion of every sale of this camel patterns coming to us about the only better um mic drop yeah about the only better reason to buy something to uh support conservation other than the first light gear that you're going to need anyway yeah. is that one that was like drink beer save ducks or whatever yeah yeah whatever spearhead that the brewery. spearhead yeah. when they did for the ducks unlimited like come yeah. on like i'm drinking beer anyway right yeah yeah drink a beer anyway so why not support yeah. ducks it's all about the ducks. Um, so that oh, was pretty and, good. And wow. furthermore, for those that haven't really seen it, um, a lot, uh, there's a number of items that are available at Tangle Free mm-hmm. with the Typha pattern. The panel blinds are going to be available in Typha. Yep. There's the duck strap, floating gun case, dog blind. Yeah. Uh, dog vest. The- Dog, dog, vest. Vest. Dog, dog vest but i think marsh stool as well there's a there's a, yeah, there's a if marsh you go stool if you go on first lights website it's all listed in the drop down for like the waterfowl stuff that's available and i haven't actually physically been on tango freeze website but imagine you'd be able to see set yeah. products it's on there it's the same yeah. price either way uh, yeah. you know what it'd be really good if we could get someone from tangle free on the show to talk about tangle free i'm just saying okay. just throwing it out there throwing it out there yeah, it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, that 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 was a little bit of foreshadowing on Dave's part. Yeah. Um oh. that that's gonna happen. Um, I think rather sooner rather than later, actually. Because that was the point I was gonna make is that um over the last three days, and, and Tangle Free has always got a, a a very good social media presence. Um, but the last two or three days they've been just First light tangle free coming together, doing this thing. Um, obviously, the, and tangle free, they're not exclusive to first light. They do it with other companies as well, but they they do seem like they're really, really stoked about it. And, and with tangle free being a direct to consumer business and and first light being a direct to consumer business, it just it just made sense that both of them came together and, and put this out. So I love it. But I want to talk about duck lore because but, did you watch that? Oh, sorry, Dave. If you want to keep going here, uh, I was just going to say I need two more panel blinds, and I was thinking I would order one direct from Tangle Free and one direct from First Light and compare. See which one gets there faster. Oh. Hmm. I can game. tell you which one is going to get there faster. So can I. First Light. Yeah. Anyway, you're talking about duck lore, buddy. Can you imagine how creepy that must have been to go out on the water that morning and see all those ducks frozen? Like, that's creepy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it was a bunch of spoonies too, right? No shovelers. Same thing. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm missing something here. <laughs> he's, he's either fucking with me or he's fucked in the head. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. Hashtag both. Yeah. Shovela. Shovela. Um, Did you see Sean Weaver's account and the picture he posted with uh, our friend Logie Bear? Oh, in, uh, in when they were freezing? In Missouri? Yeah. I think that's a little bit of foreshadowing. I don't know, though. Mm, I'm I, hoping. Yeah, that's probably a safe bet. Yeah. But that is, that's a great show. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, it, it's, an, it's an awesome show for the simple reason that things don't work sometimes. You can yeah. do all the, the scouting and all the planning and have all the gear and, and all the knowledge it just don't work sometimes and that's why i like the show because mm -hmm. you know it, it it's it's as close to real as you're gonna get i think yeah um you know I'm and that that's why i like it and and sean is a extremely knowledgeable and intelligent guy when it comes to this stuff so um that's what i like i like hearing the, the things i i really want to pick his brain on a couple of things that he sort of alluded to on the show last week so the, the other thing I'm liking for waterfowl content is uh, I'm like, if you search waterfowl on TikTok, there's yeah. some pretty interesting stuff that shows up and stuff that oh, we've really? talked about, stuff we've talked about on the show. Like, you know, if you set out bait for deer, like a corn pile and you hunt like a hundred yards away from that corn pile, that's for deer. It's still close enough to be considered baiting for ducks, right? Whatever the distance is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a group that got busted for doing just that. And they posted the whole story on TikTok. Um, what else, what else have we seen in, in the news lately? Well, we could say this now, Dave, we are doing a second um, Punisher camp. It's going to be official. It's official. As of today, we finally worked out all the details. Yeah. Um, by the time people listen to this, the camp will already be full. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be in Arn Pryor area. Logan ja Logan McNulty. Yeah. Logan McNulty with Fair and Foul. The Coot Commander. The Coot yeah. Commander, yeah. Um, Logan McNulty is going to be hosting us with uh, Phil Savvy from PVS Game Calls. I think before we start the app, before we get there, we might do a little chat with them at some point. But um, we should yeah. have both of them on the show. That's what yeah. I mean. Well, Phil's been on. Yeah. Yeah. I Right. I think I missed. Was I on that episode? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't so. know if you were on. Yeah. Uh, yes, I was. Because like it was Phil and Phil two point yeah. yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be good. Up. It's going to be a goose hunt instead. So, camp number one is the co-ed. Mm -hmm. We're going to try out the co-ed, see how it goes, um, and it's going to be a duck with Highland waterfowl, rich, rich and yeah. Brit fanning. Yeah. Um. They're going to be hosting that. The second one's going to be a goose camp. We're going to try afternoon ducks if it goes well, but um, we'll see about yeah. that. But yeah, it should be a good time. Well, and I think we can talk about this now, but um, the cool thing about that hunt, uh, the second camp, is we're going to do it exclusively with real geese, right? 100% real geese decoys. 100% real geese. So it's going to be nothing but real geese silos uh, out in the field. And uh, and I hey. tell you what, this is this is going to be as close to a, 
an honest to goodness review on Epsilo's work. Um, and Craig, if uh, if you're listening, it'd be really awesome if I could have a full spread of vivids. Yeah, just, say, just send, saying. Here, just, just send me my address. Just throwing just, that in there. Just throwing send it out way. there, Craig. I, I did know... see. I did see he, um, which is not a surprise to us because Craig is such a good dude. But I did see he came came up big for that uh, Grimsby festival with real geese. So he threw in a yep. threw in a nice prize pack there for the the goose the goose and duck calling uh, competition. So crazy. Craig, if you're listening, if you're listening, you've got an open invite to camp number two. Ooh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. Yeah. It would come, come to Kanakistan and yeah. Shoot some, shoot some gooses over some uh, real goose decoys. Canadian yeah. gooses. Can, some yeah. Canadian, Canadian gooses. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, how many, how many dozen do you think, uh, do you think we'll need? per field by then i was i was gonna bring 15 15 dozen was kind of like where i was going at minimum minimum yeah yeah i would think i would i wouldn't go less than than 10 dozen yeah like that that you know like it that would be the absolute minimum yeah would be 10 dozen um it, like, yeah I it's always good to have more than you need right yeah you, can oh, yeah. Leave you don't have leave to put them in the truck you can always leave them in the truck, but you can't pull things out of the truck you don't have. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I run 16, 16 dozen, and I'm like legit tempted to buy a couple, like probably at least at least another three dozen to add. Yeah. Now, at um, least. now your spread. What do you like? You got pro series and black and whites. I'd hope. I got uh, shadows. Shadows. All shadows. Shadows and a couple others. Yeah. Others. So. But the shadows, like they pop, like people like bitch and whine, like, oh, you got to have like super realistic and it's not like, honestly, if you want to spend the money and like the pro series, which are like at a phenomenal next level silhouette, you can, but if you're, you know, a little bit more budget conscious and you don't have, you know, the money to put into, you know, the spread of pro twos and whatnot, and you, but you still want like a, a high volume spread. The shadows work. I use shadows. I got a whole pile of them and they kill birds and they pop like from like, cause I'm one of those guys, like I'll go out and I'll walk around. I'll walk out 60, 70 yards, 80 yards and do a big circle around my spread just to see how things look, look at the movement and whatnot. And yeah, like they suck birds. If it's like you, the, just the death vortex. Yeah. If you were new to hunting right now, and you were looking to get into some goose decoys, I would honestly suggest looking at the shadow series more particularly. Mm -hmm. I'd look at the Punisher pack. hundred percent. That Punisher pack, you think about it, $86. I think it was at, at Canadian waterfowl mm -hmm. supplies, $86. You can get a dozen. So what? 450 bucks, $430. You've got five dozen. Yeah. That's enough to start. Yeah. Like, I know we talk about like, Oh, I wouldn't go less than 10. No, when I first started, like, I think we had two dozen, um, like shells and some kind of plus, some kind of bag kind of thing. Like it, we didn't have much and we still shot birds. Yeah. So if you want to get your feet wet, like 450 bucks, your gun, your shells. Yeah, there you go. And like, that's a reasonable spread. Like if you're say shooting, you know, one, two, maybe even three hunters. Yeah. You, you can get away with that. No problem. Mm -hmm. like yeah you're not making the big monster spread with the big wings coming down like you know like the horseshoe 
or whatever, but just it's your blob of birds. Yeah, that's it. Like, and like you, you, when you have the numbers of decoys, and obviously Damien can attest to this when when you and Mark came out. When you have that number of decoys, like you can, you know, manipulate your spread, you know, to do a blocker wall, you know, depending on your wind and all this other jazz. But if you don't have those big numbers, like you can just kind of do the blob and just, you know, face downwind and you you make the best of it. You make, you know, those small adjustments. Even if you say put three decoys out or four decoys out to make your blocker wall, it's still better than nothing. And I don't want this to... I don't want this to come across as 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 mean or bad or anything, but I think Too late. like some of this some of this stuff that we're saying like this is part of the reason that uh, we we have this conversation like um, what's happening with the waterfowling world, right? Because for some reason now it's easy for the three of us to say I think the minimum is is ten dozen decoys. Well, we've all been hunting. For well, except Dave, because Dave was late coming to the game, but um, he, he's managed to, to poke away a few dollars enough to get himself a great rig. But you don't need ten dozen decoys in order to kill birds. No. And and I think so. What I'm getting at is that if you're a new hunter and all you're watching is YouTube videos and and you're reading social media about um, about gear and what you should have and stuff. It's got to seem like a, a mountainous thing that to, to get over as a new waterfowler because you need, you got to be wearing the best gear. You got to have all these decoys. You got to have these crazy guns. You got to be shooting this crazy good ammo. You got stop. Get out in the woods. That's get out to a body of water or a field. That's all that matters right now. Just get outside. There's lots of time for you to build your spread. It's lots of time for you to go out and dump the money on on new first light gear. Get out. Real geese decoys and vortex optics. (laughs) Or or you want to get into hunting waterfowl? Get out and scout. Yeah, and when you see a guy with a uh, Punisher waterfowl sticker in the back of their window, or any other waterfowl looking at the same field of deco of geese, roll down the window, say, "Hey, I'm I'm really new. I'd like to get into this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll invite you out. I don't care. Yeah, come on out. Yeah, absolutely. I've been just again. This this conversation has come up the last couple of days with people I've been talking to, and and more and more this conversation is coming up about well what good is that to the waterfowling world like what is this guy doing that's good for the community what's this girl doing that's good for the community this brand this this social media channel this you all of this stuff and these comments are coming up well what good is it what good is it if they're out and they're doing something if it if it draws one person, as long as they're not being illegal or unethical, who cares what they're doing? Yeah. Really? If, if they're just after <laughs> getting somebody else out, as long as they're not breaking the law and or being a douchebag, then then get out there and, and drag somebody else out with you. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, they're getting into the sport. Now, in turn, they're traveling and going places, so they're supporting small communities. Mm-hmm. to their economy and yeah. now they're you know hey like this is a lot of fun 
now like you know they're talking to their buddies and they're sucking their buddies into it so now mm-hmm. there's you know that one guy is just added two buddies three more buddies into like the waterfowling community so now those guys are pumping money into the economy oh like mm-hmm. i want to do more next you know these guys are part of du they're part of delta yeah it's a huge ripple effect just yeah. by you know just just by taking that one guy out say hey man i'm new can you help me and you know someone that's you know been doing it for a number of years helps that you know that new guy out you yourself as you know the seasoned guy has had a huge effect on the waterfowl community by spending that time and teaching the guy like look here's how i do things i feel these are you know the right and proper way to do things you know the ethical way etc cetera, etc cetera, you know that, that whole chain and because you've had that great impact on that new hunter he's now pumping that same that same you know stuff into other guys and again huge ripple effect and you're supporting these companies like real geese and you know the, the conservation groups like du and delta like again it is a huge ripple effect and don't there's there's multiple ways to skin a cat too right like i guarantee you if i went and i hunted with phil and his buddies they would set up one way but then if phil came and hunted with me and my buddies we'd set up a little bit of a different way too. Same with Damien. Like if I go down and hunt with Damien, you know, so be a sponge, learn, watch what's going on. Ask why. There's no hard and fast rules to this. There's a couple, there's a couple things that you got to do every time, but you know, other than that, do whatever you want. It's a crapshoot. You're trying to, you're trying to fool something with a brain the size of a pea that seems to outwit the best of us uh, <laughs> yeah they'll humble you that's for sure so you mentioned it what do you think some of the um common rules would be between no matter where you go like my one would be if there's someone going out to pick up the the geese that you shot unload like take a round out of the chamber and and have your gun on safe like, well, for me, the, 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 the common one is, is when you set up the location of the wind, right? Like yeah. that, that's the one like that's, that's a hard and fast, like that will determine how you set up is where the wind is. Yep. Right. Yep. That one. So safety and just the general behavior of the animal is kind of the two things that are going to govern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The commonalities, right? Yeah. Like if the dog, if you know, if guys are like, and it's different if you're running a dog or not running a dog, but, you know, guys are running around trying to grab, you know, chickens, throw, you know, either take your gun with you because you don't want to be that guy that's running around like an idiot with his head cut off or on a cornfield chasing a goddamn crippled goose. Number one reason why I own dogs, because I don't chase birds no more. But if it's if like legit dead birds and you guys are out picking up birds or the dog's doing it and you're out, throw your gun in your layout blind and lay it up to where your pillow is, your headrest. So it points out the back of the spread. Because again, all your dead birds should be in front of you or slightly off to the sides. Throw your gun behind you, it's in a safe direction. You know, that, that's a big thing for me. Don't shoot if the dog's out running around. Let, let Fido do his thing. Save your ammo. Mm-hmm. Let the dog get yep. tired. It's cheaper. If the guy that has the dog also brings a shovel, that shovel's for you. Don't yeah, shoot his yeah. dog. Yeah. yeah. He'll take the dog to the vet after he buries you. There's there's three rules to hunting with a dog. 
One, don't shoot the dog. Number two, don't shoot the handler. Number three, you break rule run. So you break rule number one, you sure as shit better break rule number two. Yeah. So here's a question, Phil. As a yes, dog, David. when you're handling your dog, if you went out to the bathroom or something and left your dog there, would you expect the guys in the blind to be looking after your dog? He ain't going anywhere. He ain't going anywhere, right? No. Nope. Yeah. But again, that, that that is all case by case. You can't you can't set that in stone. Yeah. I know I know my dog, and I don't care if I've hunted hunted with you one day or a hundred. Every morning when we set up, here's the rules of my dog. One, don't tell me how to handle my fucking dog. There is no rule number two. That's it. So why is it? Never mind. Yeah, don't tell me how to handle my fucking dog. My, my dog is my dog is a hunt retriever champion. Believe me, he knows fucking more than you do. Likely. Yeah. Don't tell me. Don't tell me how to handle my dog. <laughs> He'll never see the inside of my fucking blind again. Yeah. Jeez. So are you still guiding this year, Phil? Fuck no. No. Done with that. <laughs> COVID. Fuck no, he says. Are, are you thinking COVID. it'll ever come back? Buddy, I, I am always available. Like, I don't advertise it, so to speak. But for the sake of like, you know, someone's, you know, if it's a referral from like a friend of a friend, I'm like, hey, you know, all these people like they they want to get out. You're like, we know you fucking crush geese, whatever. Yeah, I'll take people out. But I'm not like actively advertising for clients. Just because like I got so much going on, like doing the photography thing now with a couple companies and obviously, you know, the camp camps with us and, and whatnot. Like it's just it's getting, getting a little overwhelming, but you know, if, if it's a referral of kind of a friend of a friend, hundred percent, I'll take the people out. I'll make it work. So I just kind of toned it down a little bit, but still kind of do it. So here's one for you guys. I had it sent to me today that there's a company it's down in the States. It, it looks like a husband and wife couple that are now offering guided shed hunts. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm so so legit this was sent to me and the first thing i did was said fuck this must be april 1st like so i checked the date and no we're, we're still in july i didn't miss a year but yeah let me you just didn't see fall and bump your head didn't fall and bump my head and just your yeah. collarbone that yeah well yeah it's okay see if i you can find two. that oh, i got two and it's just my sh you know what as far as i'm concerned i got metal in this side now so I, yeah, kind of. They're like a yeah. cyborg now, eh? Bionic man. Yeah, that's yeah, no yeah. big deal. Yeah, no big deal. I'm One thing you don't do is joke around before the surgery with the surgeon. Anyway, no? that's another story. No. So that's a humor. So, so this, so okay, so so the shed hunting and and listen, okay, I get it. This is a waterfowl podcast. We're talking about sheds, um, but I think this could this could relate to fucking to anybody because if you can think of a way to to make a dollar someone's going to pay you you may not it may not be the most popular thing but i guarantee you one person's going to pay you mm -hmm. and i have no doubt in my mind that someone somebody People will, will pay. buy anything that's right and and we live in a we live in a society now where what you post on your social media determines who you are or that or that's the way we're led to believe so 
as long as you don't have the guide with you and you're out in the woods and you find a, a great a great set, especially if you can find a matching set. Well, who doesn't and, love finding a great set? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and you show a picture of that, well, well, that person's now legitimized. They've got they've got picture proof of it. So uh, yeah. you know what? If if that's what people want to do, fucking go for it. But I think you're I think you're taking away the whole thing when it comes to shed hunting because shed hunting is supposed to be in my opinion anyways it's supposed to be like a a luck of the draw sort of thing right you're really just out walking through the woods with hopes of picking the path that's going to get you a shed and and in fairness if you don't post it on social media did it really happen this this is true yeah but look at ontario right like other than the private farmland that I have access to for hunting, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of great public land. Like I know where public land is. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know where there's enough of it that if there was a, a decent amount of shed hunters in the area that, that we could all go. Mm-hmm. So maybe that this is just an, a way of people getting access yeah. to walking, you know, remember remember way back when we had like eric massey on the show and eric massey brought up a point one day where he had said listen like there there's a guy there's a girl out there that gets one day a week to do something be it shed hunting duck hunting whatever it is that that's their hobby they get one day a week to do that and if they want to increase their chances, personally, I wouldn't pay someone to go shed hunting. But if that's something that's important to that person, they get one day a week to do it. Fuck it. Go for it. If you lived on the 37th floor of an apartment building in Toronto. Yeah. Oh, this, I don't need a gun. I can just yeah. go put on some nice Absolutely. sneakers and go for a walk. Yeah. Blundstones. Blundstones. Yeah. Yeah. Those are like shitty work boots in Australia, aren't they? Skinny jeans. And we're we're wearing them here like fucking fashion designer shit. Is that so. is that true? I, I'm I think so. Um, you're, you're more you're more in tune with with the world than the rest of us, Dave. So I'm gonna look and, it up. and you are recovering from surgery and all you do is surf. If you said Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I've watched all of YouTube. Yeah, which is quite the feat, right? Like, it, you know, D- Dave's days consist of perks and Pornhub. Yeah, <laughs> there's two rules. Yeah, don't touch my Percocets. And do you have any Percocets? I'm trying to look it up. Yeah. But do you know how hard it is to type with just one arm? Uh, I do know because when I asked you to do something, you're like, I can do that. But finger you need picking. to type it up for but he's like, you finger need picking. to type it up for me. I'm like, yeah, finger pick, finger pick it, but just with one. <laughs> yeah. We love you, Dave. Love you, Dave. Boys, we got about, I think, about five making, minutes left. We're only making fun of you because we love you. I think we got about five minutes left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, so what's gonna happen? The the podcast time police are gonna come like shut us down. Yeah, what if we go an hour and five minutes? Is this like feeding us after a certain time? Fucking gremlins. Change? Gremlins. I used to have one of like the stuffed animal gremlins when I was a kid. There's a generation of people that have no idea 
what the gremlins are and who there's a generation of people that don't know what it's like to get up off their ass to have go change the channel on the goddamn tv yeah yeah tell me about it tell me about it um so here's a good one so you're talking about that so we're we're down visiting my, my wife's family and uh the kids are like fooling around going through closets and stuff like this and they find like a camera right like you know the, the camera polaroid. no it wasn't a polaroid but it's the one where you had to buy the film put it in and then you had the little crank to, to get it all ready yeah, and stuff th- like this. 35 mil yeah so my daughter's like oh I'm, I'm totally gonna bring this back with me and, and buy some film and i was like okay and then my wife goes you know that like once you take the picture that's it like you can't look at it to see if your hair was okay or or whatever right and she was like okay yeah whatever I was like and then like you realize you got to go buy film and once you buy the film and you take all your pictures then you got to go pay somebody to develop the film for you and she was like you have to pay somebody and I'm like well who else is going to fucking do it for you and she's like, do you, well, have a, do you have a red room or black room? So I said, that's what she said. Why can't I just do it? And I was like, well, you don't have the, you don't have the facilities to do it. So you got to go pay Dark somebody. Room. Dark room. I can remember when you used to have to send them away. Like we didn't, like we lived in a small town. So you'd have to package it up, send it away. And like in two months, you would get your pictures back. Yeah. Well, and you think like my kids probably don't even know what a, what the dial tone sounds like for DSL yeah, or for, or for the struggle is dial up dial up internet. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Our our internet came in the mail. Yeah. Do you want to know? This one blew my mind the other day. That disc, right? Yeah. You know, Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Yeah. Right. She lived. Her, when she was alive. Yeah her timeline was closer to the computer age, which is what we're in now mm-hmm. than it was to the pyramids. Really? Yeah. I saw that and I looked it up. I was like, no fucking way. But yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So the pyramid age here, I'll look it up. Google of that. Yeah. Google's awesome. Do you know when the first Google search was? <laughs> no, I do not. 1998. I think it was. Some random facts that I learned on TikTok while I've been laying on the couch. (laughs) Hey, have you ever read those Uncle John bathroom readers? That those are that's the most useless information you can ever find. There are 872 stitches in a regulation size basketball or baseball. Sorry. Clearly, you're watching this. So, (laughs) Cleopatra committed suicide in 30 BC, which was 2,049 years ago um, when this article was written. Um, And the Great Pyramid of Giza was built around 2580 BC, which is 2,510 years before Cleopatra was born. So, yeah. There you go. Sure. Bing, bing, bing. And then there should be a a, a stir. And now you know. The more you know. Yeah, see? Right, I, I don't know, <laughs> all these famous facts. I'm just like, that is crazy. That's that's did, did she did she shoot a Benelli? I don't know, but I think she was pretty hot. I think she was the inventor of Benelli. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. just as you guys were talking, I get a message. What kind of gun do you shoot? Uh, <laughs> I shoot a 
And I'm like, I shoot a Beretta. I was like, mm -hmm. what are you looking at? He was like, oh, I'm just talking to a guy in my neighborhood and he's got a 1965, a 1965 Browning Auto 5 Mag. Buy it. Yeah. If you don't, I, don't, I will. Yeah. I don't think he's selling this. The guys, they were just, they were just chatting. What, you don't want to buy my uh, Browning A5? Wait, what do you have, David? Isn't that the one oh. I bought off you? Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. Hey, did I, you guys I, see? I have the... been through so many frigging kinds. I can't keep track of half of them where, where they've gone. Did you guys see the Benelli SBE328 gauge? And yeah, that... I almost, almost bought one. You can't, I can't. I've been trying to get one from Canada, but the special thing about them is that they now come chambered for three inch. Yeah. So is the ethos. The ethos does too. Okay. I was, I was pretty shocked about it. Have you picked your new gun yet, Dave? I'm not yet. Um, no, I, I well, kind of, Dave, if you refer back to an episode with Mr. Pomeroy, you should look into proper gun fit before selecting your gun. The problem, you know what? That'd be great if there was a gun. Uh, yeah. If there was a gun shop near me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but everything's kind of like online order and. Okay, yeah. so that's a good point. So we say that. So fellas, all the time we see it on social media. People go, uh, "I'm I'm looking at it. I'm looking at buying a new gun. What's everybody? What does anybody suggest? Everybody says whatever fits you best. And and I've used oh. that statement. Every single uh, time I fucking copy and paste fucking Matt Pomeroy's episode. Watch this first. Pers personally, so if, if you don't have a gun store close by where you can fucking try it or know what you're looking for. So some days you just got to wing it. Talk, like if you if you have friends that you can shoot their guns or. I totally winged it on my A300. Yeah, totally winged it. How, how many times do you actually see an ad for a gun and go, man, I want that. Or every every day, or, <laughs> or you see a gun that your buddy shoots when you're at a camp or just hunting with a buddy, and you go, "Man, this one feels nice." You know, mm -hmm. I've right? done that. Yeah, like well, I don't see too many gun ads other than that really long one with uh, Tony Vandemore for mm -hmm. the Super Black Eagle. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was the longest advertisement for a gun I'd ever watched, but, but it's like, a good good show. Like I, I hunted with I hunted with the boys there from Grand River Fowl last year, and it was it was close to opener. I think within the first week or two, anyways. So I I still had my Super Black Eagle three twenty gauge with me. So I tossed the boys the M two twenty gauge. I'm like, here, try this out. Like, here's some ammo, shoot it. And like, I can't remember which one of the boys shot it first, and he he got the more use out of it than than the other one. But they're like, yeah, uh, how much do you want for it? I'm like, nope. Mm -hmm. Like they were sold. Like it just, it just, it, it became an extension of their arms and their body. Like they shot it so well. Again, like just one of those anomalies where, like, you know, you mesh with the gun and the moon and the stars and the gravitational pull are all in alignment. But like, did you sell that gun by the end of the year? No, I still, but it, oh, my M2 still in the safe, bro. Hey, she ain't going nowhere. I was going to say, that'd be awesome if it was the gun that you sold or something. No, like, that one ain't going nowhere. I ended up selling the Super Black Eagle 320 gauge. I just, oh. we, we just, we just weren't getting along. I tried and tried and tried and I tried shimming it. It's so like my Super Black Eagle 2 in 12. 
my M2 and 20, my Ethos 28. Like I had them all shim the same and just the Superblock Eagle 3 and 20, just we, we weren't friends. How? So it's since departed the safe. Now, is it not fair to say that um, a lot of the problems that you'll have with your gun, you could actually, like if you pattern it, you'll see what the where it's shooting and what's wrong? Oh, 100%. Like again, right? you know, there, there's certain... For, lot, for lack of a better phrase, like there's certain, you know, ammunitions that work well in certain guns, but it may not work, you know, well in all of them. Like it's kind of like a well-known fact that the Savage 220, so Savage's bolt action 20 gauge slug gun loves the Remington AccuTips. That may not work for all of the 220s. Um, my father... And a number of his buddies in their deer camp, they run 870s, the Challenger slugs. They, these guys run these things night and day. It may not work for every single 870. Like, you know, there, there's, there's, there's those anomalies where, you know, like, yeah, this has been a proven, proven recipe. And you just get that one odd gun. It's just like, no, I don't like that. I want this. Mm-hmm. And this is where your proper patterning comes into play. We're like, spend the time, spend a couple bucks. If you can, you know, mooch some some rounds off some buddies and stuff and hit paper, do it. And they'll save you so much grief in the end. And you get better kill ratio and you're not ruining birds. Mm-hmm. A great idea that was brought to my attention was when you buy our Punisher packs, you can take the cardboard, fold it out, put, one of, the goose, put one of the goose decoys, trace it, and you got your target. Boom. It was designed that way. Yeah, I know. So yeah. we tried to, we tried to get it so that the uh, goose head was printed on, but then we thought it would be an art project for you. So uh, there you yeah. go. You're welcome. Yeah, food for thought. Hey, boys. Anyway, I think that's uh, time. Yeah, that that is it's time. Um, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of a mismatch or mishmash show for you tonight. A um, little bit different. No guests tonight, but we will be back. Um, got a great guest lined up for next week. So if everything goes uh, according to plan, we'll have a great guest. Uh, uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Dave's got Dave's got one that's in the pipe too that we just got to try and get squared away. And, and if you're listening to the show, message me back, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to work on things too. But yeah. So we we've, we've got some trying. great guests in. Uh, that's in the hopper right now that just trying to, to work our schedules and theirs. Um, but as always, everybody, thanks so much for listening, uh, especially to us wing nuts as we, as we banter back and forth. Um, listen, as, as you all know, we are big, big fans of first light, real geese, vortex, Canadian waterfowl supplies. Um, you name it. Um, these are the people that support us. And we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you to go out and support those companies because they are so, so good to us. Um, and I bet you if you reached out and you said that you heard about them uh, through us, they'd, uh, they'd definitely love to hear that. So never, um, mind with that- how, never mind how good they are to us. They make some goddamn solid products. That, oh, yeah, that goes without saying. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't be with them if, if they weren't. Last word to you, Philly. 
Uh, gentlemen, again, the uh, proverbial hockey sock. But uh, again, we're in the, the dead heat of friggin' summer. It's like 30-something bloody degrees out without humidex here in, in Ontario. Um, but yeah, just dying, just itching to get out and hunt. Um, looking forward. I will be most likely in attendance at Camp 2.0. With First uh, come, first serve. You got to be on time, Phil. Whatever. Mm. No, uh, no special treatment. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I, I will most likely be there. Uh, I hope, I hope a number of our, our loyal fans get in on this and be able, you know, make it out. And again, it's, it's a banger time, great social event. Again, I said this before and I say this again, I don't go there to hunt. I go there solely for the social aspect to make these connections and just see old friends talk complete and utter bullshit, crush some cigars, couple wobblies and just there for the absolute good time. Um, I don't know when you guys, this is a, a you planning thing, not me. I'm just here for the show, but this will get dropped soon. Guys, get in on this. We highly recommend it. It's a good time. So hope to see you there. Absolutely. Dave. Yeah, I know. Great episode and good to talk to you boys. It's kind of my weekly reminder that I have a reason to get off the couch. So <laughs> migrate, migrate from one seat to another. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, Oh, I got to put a shirt on. Yep. Okay. Yeah, like, hey, so, do you have pants on? Look, Likely not. Look out, Likely not. Look out when he gets let at a, he'll be like a fucking prisoner let at a jail. A I'll dog. never get. You know what? This is as much as it sucks that Dave is is laid up. It it's it's bliss for me because I send him a message, I get an answer right away. It's awesome unless he's having a nap. When he's back full go, when he's doing his things. Yeah. When the meds have worn off. Hey. can't get an answer from him he's so I, busy all the time i stopped taking meds 24 hours after surgery no so i, I kind of needed it a few times but i said no i'm gonna yeah shit's bad for you yeah other than that green energy but whatever <laughs> the natural yeah 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 that's right yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this was episode 105. We're going to get out of here before we incriminate ourselves. Um, big love. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, like, follow. Um, spread the word about us. We'd really, really appreciate it. Um, big love. Until next week.